Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. How's it going, everybody? Hey, it is so good to be with you. And uh, I love that we live in Idaho. You know, anywhere else, if there was ice on the ground, people would stay home. But y'all are crazy and uh, would rather be in the house of God. Come on, then let a little ice keep you from church. I love my church. And uh, it is so good to be with you. And I'm so excited about today. We're going to be in the last Sunday of A New Day, our January series we kicked off. And uh, we've just got a lot of exciting stuff happening here at CFC. How many thankful to be a part of a church that's got a lot of great things for God going on? Big vision, and we're so thankful for all of you. Hey, I'm so excited. We've got uh, uh, today is one of the last Sundays to engage with our global trip that's happening. Uh, we've got a missions team, a global team that's going to be headed to Mexico, and you can check out uh, the booth out in the lobby. I want to encourage you. We've got a VR experience. You can put a headset on and literally experience what one of the Mexico shoe gives feels like and looks like. And I would encourage you check that out. And uh, we've still got a couple spots left on that team but not very many. So if you want to sign up, today is your day. Hey, grab your Bibles and turn with me to Joshua chapter 3 this morning. Joshua chapter 3. Again, excited to be with you this morning. So excited for what God has for us. I have a deep sense that the Lord wants to do something significant in our hearts today. Amen. And I'm a firm believer that we get what we expect from God. And so as we open up the word of God today, let's let expectation rise up within our hearts, that we're not just going to catch a a message, but we're going to get a word from heaven that's going to build up our lives, that's going to propel our lives forward. How many believe it is a new day? And God's got powerful things for us. Joshua chapter 3, I want to read verses 1 through 6, and then for the sake of time, we're going to skip down to verse 14 and read 14 through 16 as well. But we'll put these on the screens for you, but I'd encourage you, open up your Bibles, turn them on this morning. Come on, get there with me. And let's do this together. Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 1. The Bible says, Early the next morning, Joshua and all of the Israelites left the Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Everybody say, before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. They said this, When you see the Levitical priests carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, Move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark of God. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. And in the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the ark, of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and they went ahead of the people. Now skip with me to verse 14. The scripture says this. And so the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. And it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark of the, of the Lord touched the water at the river's edge, The water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. 
and the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all of the people crossed over. Everybody say crossed over. Then all of the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Today I want to talk to you about a reality that every one of us will face, not once, but many times in our life as we follow the plan of God for us. I want to talk to you today about the barrier battle, the barrier battle. I want to give you a word that I believe will help you be victorious as you face the barriers in your life. Would you pray with me? And let's ask the word of God to speak into our hearts today and for the Lord to prepare us. Father, we love you and we thank you that you prepare our hearts, that you make us ready, God, to receive your word today. And so I pray every heart would be ready, every life would be open to what you want to speak. Lord, whether in person or the online family now, I pray that every heart would be ready to receive a word that would help them break into the next place you have for their life. May none of us be hindered from the fullness of the call of God, and I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love Joshua chapter three, verse four. As they begin to prepare the people of God to step into something brand new. How many know that God doesn't want to just rehash last year in your life? He's a brand new God. He's a God of new. He's a God of cycles. He's a God that starts things over and over. How many know as soon as winter's done, spring's coming? A new spring will come. A new thing will dawn. New things will spring forth. New life will come. It is the cycle of God. Year after year, day after day, he's giving us new things, new beginnings. Don't for a second believe that God wants last year to be the high point of your life. God wants to move you forward. God wants to give you new. God wants to give you more. God wants your life to, to move forward into everything that he has for you. And I love verse four because he's preparing the people and he says this, since you have never traveled this way before, since you've never gone here before, the priests carrying the ark, they're gonna lead you into the next you know, I think this is a word for us. You know, 2023, you've never gone this way before. It is not wise to engage a new day like it's yesterday. It is not wise to engage a new year like it's last year. No, this is a new day. Baby, it's a new year. God's got new things for you. You have never gone this way before. God has something brand new for you that he wants to lead you into. I love this. It was a new day for God's people. And he reminds them where God is leading us is a place we have never been before. I want you to make note of this. It's worth making note of in your own life before we jump into my first thought today. But again, you can write this down. For God to take you where you have never been, he must lead you where you have never gone. For God to take you where you've never been, he must lead you where you have never gone. If you want to walk in a new day, if you want to walk in the new things that God has for your life, then get ready for God to lead you into places, spaces, dimensions, even battles that you have never fought, never been, places your feet have never tread before. God is leading you into new places. This is not yesterday. This is a new day. If you recognize it, shout amen. amen. Today, I want to give you a word I believe is going to help you get where you've never gone. Many believers live their lives each day but we make no progress. We live our lives doing the same thing 
almost modeling an Old Testament person of God, circling the same mountain, fighting the same battle, but not always stepping into what God has for our lives. Friends, God has not ordained for your life to be 40 years going around in circles, but not growing as a Christian. 40 years going around circles and not breaking through into the new things that he has for your life. God wants you to move forward into the promised land. He wants you to move into what he has for you. Many believers live this way, though. We, we live our lives. We love Jesus, but we make no progress. We get to a certain point, and then we go back again. It's as if there is an invisible or maybe even tangible barrier. For you, it may not be the Jordan River, but perhaps it's an obstacle in your life. Perhaps it's a relationship in your life. Perhaps it's an issue in your heart. Perhaps it's a struggle in your flesh. But there's something that God leads you up to and you don't cross it. And you go back down. And the cycle starts over again. I want you to know that God has ordained a breakthrough for your life. That he's ordained for you to not stay behind, but to cross through and break through those areas of your life that are holding you back from all that God has for you. He wants to move you forward. He wants to move you on. He wants your heart to be healed. He wants the truth to set you free. He wants your life to shift into the next place that he has for you. You are walking into a new day, but you're going to have to deal with an old battle. You're going to have to deal with an old battle. It's, it's the battle of the barrier in your life. It's the battle of the barrier. Barriers are a reality for all of us. They're a, they're a reality for everyone. And if we think we're living this Christian life and it's only natural things we have to overcome, we're sorely mistaken. There are spiritual battles you must fight to step into new levels in God. There are pressures you must endure. There are obstacles you must overcome. There are devils you must go to war with. There are things you must understand. God is trying to renew your mind. He's trying to open up your eyes to the reality that it's more than just a struggle. It's more than just an obstacle. It's more than just a relationship. That is a spiritual lid that has been placed upon your life. And 2023 is a year that God wants to rip the lid off your life. He wants you to move in to all he has for you. He wants you to grow in the grace of God, grow in the knowledge of God, move forward in the plan of God for your life. So number one, I want you to write this down. Expect, expect barriers. You should expect them. In between you and what God has for you are barriers. Every level and every promise has barriers you must cross to get there. And yet I found that so many Christians are surprised by opposition. We're shocked. I talk to people almost every week and they tell me things like this. I gave my life to the Lord and I started serving God and it didn't get easier. It got harder. And sometimes I want to say, well, what did you expect? You were swimming downstream before. But come on, only dead fish go downstream. God's called us to be alive. He's called us to move forward in the plan of God. He's called you to move forward in the things that he has for you. 
That does mean that the Christian life is an uphill swim. But how many are glad that you're not doing it on your own? How many glad that you have a great God that lives in you, you have a Holy Spirit that's strong and mighty that is propelling you forward into the things of God? It doesn't mean you're exempt from the trials of this world, but it does mean you are greater than the trials of this world and the pressure against you is not stronger than the God within you. You're going to move forward. You're going to break through. You're going to see what God has for you come to pass, but it's not going to be without some struggle, without a fight. We think we make Jesus Lord and the rest is cakewalk. A mindset of ease and coasting is contrary to the biblical Christian life. Matter of fact, I can't find any picture in the New Testament that likens the believer life, the Christian life, to anything that remotely resembles a vacation. All of the pictures, I wish I wish I could. But the, the New Testament likens people of faith to a soldier, a farmer, a servant, an athlete, a fighter. Paul called the life of faith, he said, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. There was, there's this element of pressing and pushing and, and moving and getting stronger to overcome the pressures that are coming against us in life. Not one of these images give us an indication that we pray a prayer, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Now, I will tell you, once you step into God's plan and get accustomed to it, there is a breakthrough that happens where you begin to enjoy the fight. You start loving being on the team. I'm glad. We used to sing the old song, I'm in the Lord's army. We don't want to be soldiers today. Come on, we just want to be members today. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying God would raise back up an army. Raise back up soldiers that have a fighter spirit inside of them that says, I don't care what the world does. I don't care how dark it gets. I don't care how hard the devil pushes. He hits me, I'm gonna hit him harder. He pushes, I'm gonna push harder back. I'm gonna shine bright like a light in the kingdom of God. Come on, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. That's who the church of Jesus Christ is called to be. Men of God, let me talk to you. I can't find a single Christian man in the Bible that was, that was fluffy and soft. Christianity is not for soft men. Christianity is for real men. Men that will stand in faith, fight the good fight, live a life of integrity and character, lead at a high level, forsake the world and its ways, and to lead their family and their people into the fullness of God. That's a biblical man. May God raise up another generation of biblical men that would love God and forsake the world. There's nothing soft about biblical men. They were all pretty hardcore. All active, all working. Friends, we're living a spiritual life. And friends, there are spiritual barriers in between where we are and what God has for us next. 
And I have something deep in my heart. I'm praying and hoping that God would raise up a church that would expect and embrace resistance and pressure as a normal fact of life for the believer. Because if we don't understand and expect this to happen, then we're caught off guard when it comes. And we'll let the enemy convince us that something's wrong, that something's broken. No, something's not wrong. Something's not broken. It's just that now, by the Spirit of God, God broke you out of the matrix. And now you're pushing again, you're going again, you're building something. Progress has a feel to it. And it feels different. It's not bad, it's better. But it feels different. And if we understand this, then we're not caught off guard. It's a spiritual reality. It's a spiritual reality. So we should expect barriers. We should expect breakthrough. We should expect there to be obstacles, but we should cling to the words of Jesus that said this, in this life, you'll have trial, you'll have some tribulation. But he said this, take heart, for I have overcome the world. All of the, he said, I overcame it all. I overcame the pressure. I overcame betrayal. I overcame heartbreak. I overcame the devil. I overcame all of it. So take heart. In other words, be encouraged. Be brave. Find strength in the fact that Jesus overcame every barrier, every obstacle, even the grave. This is our God. And we are his people. So we should expect barriers. I want you to write this down. So expect barrier. But number two, I want you to catch this because I think it's important. Number two, purify yourself. This is what Joshua instructs, Joshua 3, 5. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. You know, the word to purify, it means to set yourself apart or to consecrate yourself to God's work. And I love this, that Joshua didn't say, hey, all you people, millions of them, by the way, Purify yourself, for tomorrow, nothing will happen. For tomorrow's going to be another boring day like the last one. That's not what he said. He said, hey, set yourself, consecrate yourself unto God, for tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders among you. This is so important, and it's a key. It's a key to, to internally pointing and motivating your life toward being set apart. Right. Many believers just try to consecrate for the sake of consecration. We, we try to set yourself apart for the sake of setting your, no, no, no. Joshua, Joshua wanted the people to catch this and I want you to write this too. Why don't you write this down? We do not consecrate our lives out of condemnation. We consecrate our lives out of expectation. We do not consecrate our lives out of condemnation. We consecrate our lives out of expectation. It's not a finger point. And a, you shouldn't be like that and you shouldn't do this. That stuff bothers me. You know what I've learned? You really don't have to tell very many people that they're, they're messed up. Like people are usually pretty aware. And, and, and for us, there's this sense of, I want to set myself apart, but how many know the why is greater than the what? Always in life. It's not just about the what we do. If that's what we get caught in, it's simply religion. Doing the things to do the things. No, no, no. I want, I want to be set apart for a purpose. 
When you understand that God has a purpose, that God has a plan, when you understand that your life matters, when you understand that God himself has ordained an anointing for you, has ordained a mantle for you, has placed a calling on your life, when you understand that God has set you apart to do something great for the kingdom of God, when you realize you're not an accident and you're not a mistake, when you realize it really is God who formed you in your mother's womb, who sets you apart for good work, when you realize God has something for you, then you realize why you have to set yourself apart for that work. Because we won't do the things of God if we don't set ourselves apart for the work of God. We're consecrating ourselves in expectation. God, I know you have something for me, so I've got to step out of some things. I know you have something bigger, so I've got to leave something behind. I know there's something more, and there's something more you want to place upon my life. And so I need to step out of something so I can receive something fresh and new. It's a consecration for something, not simply from something. See, a bigger and a better life, the promised land, it starts with the bigger and a better me, sanctification. God wants us to consecrate, to set ourselves apart so that we can step into what he has. We're not just called to be different, but we're called to rise above. We're not just called to be different, but God's calling us to rise above the norms of today and to set ourselves apart for God. Friends, holiness isn't just about breaking God's law. Holiness is about breaking God's heart. We wanna honor the Lord with all of our lives. We want to seek first the kingdom of God and watch what he will do with us. To sanctify yourself means spiritually and mentally being ready for the new day that God has in front of us. In other words, to purify us is to remove the barriers inside of us that are holding us back from what God has. Listen to me, friends. The next thing is the best thing. I need you to catch this. The next thing is the best thing. The best you've seen is not the best God has. The best you've seen is not the best God wants to do. The next thing is the best thing. God's calling you into something more, something greater. He needs his church, maybe now more than ever, to shine and be the light he's called us to be. The next thing is the best thing. And we sanctify ourselves by giving up what we crave naturally now for what we want most. We want God in our lives, on our lives. We want God's glory. We want God's strength. We want God's character to move in and through us for the glory of God setting ourselves apart. Friends, the old version of you can't lay hold to the new promise God has for you. The old version of you isn't ready for what God wants to do in your life. In other words, God told Joshua, prepare today for the breakthrough that's coming tomorrow. And this is where a lot of us get stuck. We want to prepare when it comes. But God says, no, 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 you prepare now, then the breakthrough comes. You prepare in advance for what God wants to lead you into. See, some of you didn't know this. You thought you've just been living in a spiritual battle. You thought you've been in a desert, but God's had you in a training ground. God, you've been fighting a battle, but God's been preparing you. God's been allowing stuff to happen in you because he's about ready to do some stuff through you. 
He's been setting you apart. He's been giving you opportunity to step into the quiet place with him, to step into the private place. I love some of the authors of scripture. They said this, there's a secret place in God. There's a place we hide under the shadow of God's mighty wing where people haven't seen you. People don't know you. Your boss hasn't seen your skill. Your leader didn't see your gift. None of these things were visible because God was preparing your character in private so that your anointing could be visible to the world. God prepares his people in private for great and mighty works. It's why the Bible said when you pray, go into your prayer closet and close that door and what you pray in private, God will reward openly. We're coming into a season where God's about ready to reward people of character, not just people of anointing. People of character, not just people with giftings. We've platformed gifting more than character. I hear the voice of the Lord saying, it's a time for character to rise. God is preparing you. Do not forsake the place God's had you in. He's preparing your life. All of this time, God's been setting you apart to use you mighty in public. Your business is about to go. Your ministry's about to go. Your, your personal passions are about to come to fruition because God has been preparing you in private. He said, prepare yourselves. Purify, set yourself apart. For tomorrow, we see God do wonders. Tomorrow, we see God do great things. See, our temptation is often to fight an outside enemy. But so many times the biggest fight we have isn't on the outside. Come on, it's the inside. When we purify ourselves, you need to catch this. When we'll set ourselves apart, the enemy cannot defeat us because we've already defeated us. The enemy can't defeat me if I already defeated that area of my life. I beat it in advance. I prepared in advance. I prepared in advance. And I just sense strongly that God's preparing many of you in advance. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not grow weary in serving in the shadows and being faithful. Do not grow weary in being a man or a woman of integrity and character. For in due season, that promotion is coming. That spouse is coming. That dream you've had is coming to fruition. God is going to give you the desires of your heart because he put them there. But he wants the character to be there to sustain what he has for you. Practical ways we can set ourselves apart. I'm going to give you these quickly. But we can release unforgiveness. We can release unforgiveness. We can choose to forgive and let it go. Unforgiveness is a trap that keeps you bound, not them. Let it go. I know they hurt you. I know they did you dirty. But let them go. They've moved on. It's you that's stuck. Set yourself free from what they did and step into a new day. It's a new day. Number two, we can repent of hidden areas and unconfessed sin in our lives. We can get it under the blood of Jesus. How many know that Jesus is a better savior than you've ever been a sinner? He's he's better. Nothing you've done is too big. God can't deal with it. He dealt with all of it once and for all on the cross. The cross was the kill shot to everything we'd ever do wrong. When we come to the feet of Jesus, everything comes under the blood of Jesus. All of it. Just get it out. Get it out. Don't let it fester in you. Get it out and watch. You'll walk in a new level of freedom. God's breaking shame. He's breaking guilt. He's setting you free to live the new life that he has for you. It's a new day. Let God cleanse you and step into it. Number three, commit to living within the boundaries of God's word. 
We talked last week. I heard Pastor Monty preach a great word last Sunday. But we talked about every promise, every, every, every blessing has a boundary. We want to live in the boundaries of God's word. Number four, we can increase our intake of God's word in our time in prayer. We can increase our intake. What are we filling our lives with? What are we filling our minds with? All of these things we set ourselves apart. Here's what I found. Just get the word of God in you. Get it in you. Get it in you. Fill your life with God's presence. Fill your life with God's word. Get it in you so that you're ready in advance for what God wants to do in the future. Prepare now for tomorrow we'll see God do wonders among us. Prepare your life now because in 2023, God's going to open doors of opportunity. You know, the best time, the best time to get what you need in you is before you need it. Come on, somebody. Fill your life. Set yourself apart. Set yourself apart for the work of God. Number three, I want you to write this down. Pursue Pursue the presence of God. Pursue the presence of God. It's my third main point. I want you to pursue the presence of God. Listen to Joshua chapter three, verse six. If you're gonna break barriers, we need to be people that pursue God's presence. Joshua chapter three, verse six, he said in the morning, uh, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. Listen, Joshua did not send his spies. He did not send his engineers. He did not send his strategists out as they stepped into a new place that God had. No, he sent the presence of God. He sent the priests of the Lord. See, the Ark of the Covenant was the tangible presence of God. It represented the resting place, the the tangible manifestation of God's presence among the nation of Israel. He said, we're going to send God's presence out in front of us. And I think this is important because Joshua understood that the way they were going was a place that they had never been before. And And the place they were entering was as much a spiritual season as it was a physical place. Friends, 2023 is as much a spiritual season as much as it is a physical place. Your workplace and all these things, it's as much spiritual as it is physical. You're not just going into a new day, you're going into a new spiritual season. And there are spiritual dynamics at play. So basically what Joshua said is we're going somewhere that we've never gone, so we're not going first. If God doesn't go in, I'm not going in. And and as a leader... He said, if God's not going in, you ain't going in either. I ain't going and you're not going unless God goes first. That's just a great rule of life. If God's not going, I don't want to go. I prayed the same prayer from the time I was a young Christian. God, I want to go where you're calling me to go. I want to say what you're telling me to say. And I want to do what you're telling me to do. That's it. That's it. And so this is what he said. He said, listen. Now the New Living Translation brings it into more of a modern vernacular. But he said the presence of God was about a half a mile in front. The original text says 2,000 cubits. Now most of you are not like Bible nerds like me, okay? So like I, I get paid to study what cubits are. Most people don't. But essentially it was about 1,000 yards it's about a thousand yards behind the presence of God. Now I want to I want to pull a couple of things. I want to pull a couple of things out of this text that I think are important. So he says, "Hey, I want you to stay approximately a half a mile, about a thousand yards behind the presence of God." This was, and these are worth writing down. Number one, it was far enough away that they could see that all of them, as a people, all of them could see God in front of them. There were so many people 
that they wanted the presence far enough in front that all of them could see it. That not just the people in the front row, but even the people in the back. Not just the tribes that were overachievers and got there first, but the ones in the back. He said, listen, I want you all to stay far enough away from the presence that we can see God going in front of us. They all kept their eyes on the Lord's presence as they moved forward. There was many of them. And so they all kept their eyes on the Lord. So I want you to catch this, a few principles. God's presence determined the pace for God's people. God determined the pace. His presence determined the pace. So many times we allow our own desires to determine the pace. But they were not allowed to get any closer. They weren't allowed to ride God's bumper. Right? They, they didn't want to get so close that if God slowed down, they couldn't slow down. That if God chose to turn, they couldn't turn. They wanted to keep God in view. But second of all, God's presence determined the path for God's people. Determined the path. Friends, I don't want anything for you that God doesn't want for you. I don't want anything for my life that God doesn't want for my life. I don't want to go anywhere God doesn't want me to go. You can write this down. Number two, staying far behind was to ensure they didn't get ahead of God. I think half the problems we run into in life are just because we get ahead of God. How many know the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing? Sometimes what we get is good. We just get it too soon. When we follow the presence of God, he fights our battles. We step into his victory. You've probably heard a common, it's kind of a Christian quid pro quo. It's fair. Some of you probably even have a t-shirt that says this, right? But it's, there is a truth to it if you look at it in the right context. That we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. That we don't fight for victory, victory, we fight from victory. This is true as long as you're not ahead of God. Because his banner over us is victory. I don't want to get into next week's series. But his banner over us is victory. So as long as you're not in front, you're walking in the wake of God's victory. But if, if God goes first, then you walk in the victory of God. You walk in the goodness of God. You walk in what God's prepared for you. What I love more than anything is when I hear believers say, I'm just in a season where everything's just making sense. Everything's just working out. And what I immediately see in my mind is you're in the wake of God's victory. God's plowing the way. He's going before. He's sending his angels in front of you. He's, his will and his way is making a path for you because you're following God's will for your life. It is true that we fight from victory not for it when we follow our victorious God. If you believe that, shout amen. I just want to get you to get one more thing. If you're going to break barriers, I want you to land on this today. Number four, it's important that we step into it. We got to step into it. We got to step into what God has for our lives. If we're going to see the barrier break and to cross into what God has. Joshua 3, 14 and 16. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And it was harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away in a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed into the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over, listen to this, near the town 
of Jericho. They crossed over near the town of Jericho. I want to point something out to you. In between them and the place God was bringing them was a barrier called the Jordan River. And it wasn't until they put their feet in the barrier that the miracle happened. Now, now I wish, I wish we just got to stay in safety. I wish that we could stay on this side of faith. It'd be easier. But see, it is faith that moves the hand in the heart of God. It is faith that activates the miracles that you need. God responds in his kingdom to faith. And so when their feet touched the water, a miracle happened. And it didn't even happen right in front of them. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the Red Sea when Moses held his staff and it was like God took a giant hairdryer and just blah, peeled the thing back. No, the Bible says the water backed up way back upstream. And there was, a, there was a time when the miracle had already happened, but the water was still running dry. And I felt like the Lord got me up this morning to tell some of you this. You put your feet in it, and it looks like the water's still running, but the miracle's already happened. If you just give it a little bit of time, that water's running dry. God already stopped the attack, stopped the thing, stopped the hemorrhaging, stopped the battle. It's already stopped. If you give it just a little time, you're going to see the miracle of God open up right in front of you. You're about to break that barrier. Don't give up in your well-doing in due season. You're going to see the miracle of God on display for your life. But the Lord brought them into the promised land and through the barrier. Isn't God good? Listen to this. Once they'd all crossed, you need to catch this. They didn't cross into the, they crossed into the land flowing with milk and honey. Where was that? In the front yard of the walled city of Jericho. Gee, God. 40 years in the wilderness, we finally make it into the promised land through the barrier. And where do we land? In the front yard of the next barrier. Them walls had to come down too. So they all got across and where were they at? In another wall, another barrier. I want you to catch this today. This is so important that you get this in your spirit. The barrier you are facing right now, it's not the first one or the last one. It's just the next one. It's just the next one. For every barrier, the Lord has promised breakthrough and victory. Whatever is in your way, hear this church, cannot block your way. Whatever is in your way cannot block your way. If you will follow God's lead, if you will set yourself apart, if you will have the faith to step into the place God has called you to, you will see walls fall. You will see rivers part. You will see miracles happen. And you will see the fullness of God's plan come to pass in your life. Friends, the enemy is afraid of your assignment. Jericho has been worried that you will realize how powerful and how promised you really are. I'm telling you, the enemy is afraid of you. He's afraid of your calling. He's afraid you might actually realize the promise of God that you carry. And here is where most people stall out. And because of this, they don't break through to the next. They think the water will part before they step into what God has instructed them to do. They think that the wall will fall before you have to circle it in praise. Listen, it's the faith to put your feet in the water that releases the blessing to break the barrier. 
It's not just your prayer that's going to tear the wall down. It's not just your prayer that's going to part the Jordan. It's as you apply for that promotion. It's as you get that counseling. It's as you seek healing for your marriage. It's as you initiate healing for your soul. It's as you go reconcile. That's when the miracles come. It's when you believe God. That's when the waters part. It's when you say, God's calling me here and there's an obstacle here, but I'm going to put my feet on it. And friends, I want you to catch this. I believe it's from God and I want you to hear it today. If you will have the faith to put your feet on it, then God will put his power on it. If you'll have the faith to step out and put your feet on it, then God's power will be activated in your life. You will see the Jordan part. You will see the Jericho fall. And you will step into everything God has for your life. And I want you to hear this. As you break barriers, every barrier is preparing you for the next one. Every battle you fight, you're getting stronger. They needed the Jordan to do the Jericho. And they needed the Jericho to break the next one. Every battle that you've been through has prepared you for the breakthrough that's in front of you. You needed what you fought. You needed to endure what you endured. Because God's got a great call on your life. And the battle you just fought has made you strong enough to defeat the giant that's in front of you. God has been preparing you. He's never wasted a battle. Everything you need, God's built within you through every battle that you fought. I'm telling you that Jordan prepared you for your Jericho. You're ready to fight this battle. You're ready to step into what God has for you. He's been preparing you for years. If the devil only knew what every obstacle he threw at you was preparing you for, he would have stopped messing with you years ago. He would have stopped messing with you. All of it's made you stronger. All of it's made you bigger. All of it's built your faith. Some of you are so mad inside. Can I tell you, you can't even be a good leader if you don't have a little bit of anger in you. You gotta look at stuff and say, I'm tired of staying where I'm at. I'm tired of my family being like this. I'm tired, five generations alcoholics. It stops with me. Five generation broken marriage. It stops right now. Five generations of kids running from God. Not my kids. My kids will serve the Lord. Five generations hitting this. No, God's breaking some of you through. God's breaking you to the next. Every battle you fought has prepared you for what God has for you. I want you to know God's been giving it to you little by little. I'm going to read this passage and I got to be done. Deuteronomy 7, 22. Listen to this. This is what he said. The Lord, your God will drive those nations out ahead of you little by little. You will not clear them out all at once. Otherwise, the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. But the Lord, your God will hand them over to you. He will throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. Some of you are discouraged and let me encourage you. Your promise is coming little by little. Your breakthrough is coming little by little. Don't you dare give up. You're almost in the promised land. Don't you dare give up. Every battle you fought made you stronger. Don't you dare give up. You have too great a promise. God's going to use your life. God's going to bless your family. God's going to move you forward. This is your year to multiply. Why don't you stand up on your feet and give God a praise like you believe it, that God's been preparing you for everything he has for you this year. We're not going to stay stuck. We're not going to stay bound. We're breaking barriers this year in Jesus' name. Prayer team, I'd like you up front ready to pray for God's people. 
Listen, if you need today to receive the strength of God for your life, if you just need to say, Pastor, this is me. I'm stuck. I've hit a barrier. I need God to touch my life. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in just a second. I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to worship for just a moment. We're going to believe that God's going to touch your life. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want you to do it. One, two, three. If that's you, raise your hand. And I just want to pray over you. If you'd say, that's me, Pastor, I'm at a barrier. I need to break through to the next. This is my year. Just raise your hand high. Father, you see every hand. You see every heart. Father, I pray right now that it really would be a new day. That, Lord, no barriers, no obstacles would be in front of us. I pray that today would be a day that things shift and things break. Fill us with your boldness. Fill us with courage. Today is a brand new day. You are filling us. God, we will follow you. We will set ourselves apart. We will step into all that you have until we see you move the, move the mountains, move the rivers, tear down the walls, and we will walk into everything you have for us this year. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody shout amen. Amen. This is your year to break barriers.